Hello and welcome to Reality Roots with me, your host, Hillary. I hope everyone's doing well this week. I'm doing great. I <laughs> had a big weekend. think I'll be feeling human maybe later, but right now we got a podcast to do, guys, so here we are. <laughs> uh this week I was so inspired by that shit bag last week was it Dave the fucking man braid uh he was a he was a terrible person and it felt really good to just lash out on someone who's true human garbage and I was like yeah I was like you know what let's let's do more of that guys <laughs> feels that feels right for me. So I found an episode of Sally Jesse Raphael because she, she always brings on the dirt bags. It's like her specialty. It's a 1995 episode called, it actually had no exclamation marks. So don't think that it's exciting guys. It's, it's, he treats me like a slave. You guys ready to rumble? (laughs) These guys are, these guys are terrible. As you can imagine, Sally is in her her real fuddy-duddy phase, I call it, <laughs> with her school teacher hair, which is like a short, floofy on top hair. If you went to school in the 90s, like, like elementary school in the 90s, you know this haircut. They all had them. It's like every te- there's like great clips for teachers and they just they just copy and pasted that, I think. She's got like a great looking power suit kind of. It's like a black suit with a white collar. She looks weird. First up, we meet Shannon. And Shannon is also looking snatched. She looks great. Body, body, body in a tweed power suit. She's got the fluffy tees 90s hair. It wasn't, I mean, it was shitty 90s hair, but it was the 90s, so that's fine for her. She looked really good. She She looked good (laughs) not in the way whatever uh was that girl last week she that other girl last week had like face 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 but I wouldn't say Shannon had face 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 but like she she's doing a good job taking care of herself she looks great we find out later maybe there's some uh more more dark reasons for that but I mean she looks good you can't take that away from her Shannon has a whole list of daily duties that she has to do for her husband, Joe. Starts with breakfast. Every day she makes him breakfast, which is four pieces of bacon, two over easy eggs, two pieces of unburned toast, and a cold Pepsi with lots of ice. Shannon's like, "Mm mm-hmm, lots of ice. He likes the ice. Gotta have the ice in it. That's, you're a weirdo. (laughs) if uh, no I don't ice is free I don't know it's just stupid to water down Pepsi but whatever I don't know a lot of like I'm coming for ice and pop now like what the fuck all right well not only does she have to have that ready hot on the table unburnt at 7 30 a.m by that time she also has to have her hair and makeup done like looking perfect before he wakes up she says something too. I don't know. We will go through like kind of more of a list here, but I, I think she also said that she tries to get most of her housework done before then so that she can be, I don't know, available during the day for, I don't know, whatever. We just kind of mumble through it, but it just, it, I, 
it sounded like she was trying to get a lot of this stuff done before he woke up because when he woke up, he'd be some fucking psycho asking her to do a million things out of the blue. <laughs> and she's like, it's just easier. It's just easier. It's not that she has to get her housework done by then. It's just her life is easier if she gets that out of the way before she has to start dealing with the real bullshit of the day. Just sad. The audience immediately starts to freak out. We know why we're here. Uh, Sally tells him to calm down. <laughs> She's like, calm down, guys. It's about to get so much worse. Which is true. Come, guys, as much as you know what you came for, know that they're not, they're going to bury the lead to some extent, right? Let's not freak out on the first two points. So at exactly 1230, she has to make him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a glass of milk. She must maintain her weight. And this is why I feel bad for even saying that she looks good because I feel like it's not a choice. <laughs> but I mean, whatever, she still looks good. But she must maintain her weight at 115 pounds and he weighs her once a month to check on this. When she's pregnant, she's allowed to gain only 25 pounds exactly. She has to give him a pedicure every two weeks. She has to wash his back, and he tells her when she's allowed to go to the bathroom. So from this, I understand Joe's a pretty controlling guy. Right? Even just having, I mean, maybe I have control issues of my own. I also tend to eat the same thing every day, like for breakfast and lunch. Sometimes I change it up, and I do it for myself as well. So I feel like Joe has gotten off the deep end with control. It's weird how they set it up. So as usual on Sally, we see kind of the picture in picture of Joe backstage. But the text that they put up for that was waiting to confront Shannon. It sounds like most of their lives are Joe confronting Shannon. So it it's almost more like Shannon, like Shannon's confronting Joe, I feel like. But just because he's backstage, I don't know. That didn't really make sense to me. Joe looks like a small piece of shit human, which he is. He's got the mulletiest mullet that ever mulleted God's green earth, which, and it's ginger. It's a super ugly shirt. I really tried, obviously it's not interesting if I just say it's an ugly shirt, right? I really tried to put words to it. It's kind of like, there's some lines, but kind of like in a I want to call it like a brickwork pattern like right angles but not a grid if that makes sense uh it was kind of a dark color with the, like the lines were sort of a white <laughs> what else to call it? I said they look like jizz I don't know it just kind of looked like that but then even the lines were like interrupted by some other shit pattern also going on it was really bad. He looks like he's not taller than five foot three. I have nothing to base that on other than mostly his small douchey rat face, but he didn't look like a big guy. She says, or Shannon, I guess goes on. She, uh, this is, I think Morgan, she's talking to Sally. The other stuff was read to her by Sally. So now she tells Sally that she must call him master to his face 10 to 15 times a day. And in turn, he calls her Rover and says that she's a dog. That's fucked up. On Sundays, it's the only day that she doesn't have to have breakfast ready by 7.30. I guess Joe likes to sleep in on Sundays. So on those days, she has to have all that by 10.30. She, uh, she says the housework. If she goes overweight, he'll take sweets from her and 
then eat them in front of her like a dick. Sally's like, <laughs> you couldn't tell, I, I guess. I didn't even really hear it. Like, Sally's like, I know we're joking a bit, but I was like, are, are we? Like, I don't, I guess there was some laughter. It's just so ridiculous. Like, all these criteria or all these, I don't want to say responsibilities because they shouldn't be responsibilities, but like, all these, I don't know, responsibilities that Joe has told her or <laughs> enforces on her. They're just so ridiculous. Maybe that's why everyone was kind of like, what? Like, it's kind of a bit of an awkward laugh. But um, she's like, I know we're joking, but this is very, very hard on you. Now you have your privileges taken away from you. Is that right? And Shannon's like, yes, that's his big thing. He loves to take privileges from me. Can't drive the car. I've had my car privileges taken away. Can't leave crumbs, crumbs laying around. Laundry has to be done. He checks the white clothes to make sure they're white. And dishes, like he'll inspect them if there's spots and she has to redo them. I want to know about the process for checking whiteness of clothes. Never in my life. <laughs> I don't even wash white clothes by themselves. I the laundry, Did laundry change? Because I feel like this was a really big deal in the 90s and not since. I don't even... I organize my clothes before I put them in the laundry, but not by color, and I don't know. I just feel like now we have color guard and stuff. It's like not as big a deal. I just want to know what the process was for checking the whiteness of the clothes, like if he has a reference <laughs> paint chip or something that he goes by. I just want to, I want to know more about that. Or does he just look at them and be like, that doesn't feel white to me. I wasn't even trying to make a pun, guys. That's how on I am. Sally asks Shannon about this book that Shannon received as a combination anniversary and birthday gift. Fuck you, first of all. I hate combination gifts. Hate them as someone whose birthday is close to Christmas. No. <laughs> two events, two birthdays, or two gifts. Hard rule. It was a book, not only is it offensive that it was a combination gift to me, uh, it was a book titled 101 Ways to Satisfy Your Man in Bed. Sally asks Shannon how she felt about receiving that gift, and Shannon says she was hurt because she thought she was doing fine in that area of her life. And Sally is like, okay, well, without divulging everything about your sex life, you're not allowed to initiate anything. Is that right? And Shannon confirms, no, he has to initiate any sex they have. If she goes to him or asks him for it, I can't imagine why she would, but if she does, then he says, no, you don't speak to me like that. That only makes you look like a slut when you ask for it. And as she says that, so it's not at all funny, but as she says it, there's the ca the camera man does his best work, I'm sure, for the whole year. And he, as this is happening, as she says that, he like does a close up on Sally's face, and she does like a slow blink straight to the camera, where she's like, "What the fuck?" She's I don't know. She's like getting getting geared up here to put these men in their place. We have to build the evidence, right? We can't just hate them for being. It's good that she gives us a lot of reasons before we meet them. Now let's meet Joe. Audience booze wildly. Sally asks Joe about Shannon's wifely duties. He says cooking, cleaning, laundry, yard work, washes the car, 
She does everything from the break of the morning till it's nighttime. I'm too busy. Nobody calls him on that, but Joe, what are you too busy with? Like, if you're not doing any of the housework, okay, so what, so what you work like, but even, I don't know, maybe, maybe Joe will shock me. Maybe he's a hard worker. Maybe he works 50, 60 hours a week. There's still a lot of other weeks or other time if you're not doing any other things. Like if, if everything else is taking care of you and the other, I don't know how many, Ugh, again, you'd think I would do this in advance or that I'd be smart enough. I don't even have a calculator close to me. Math, 144, so like 168 hours and you work 60 of them, say another 56 are spent sleeping. Is that how long they sleep? Eight hours, seven days, yeah, 56. I feel like my math is wildly wrong here somehow, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, 56 plus any works for an hour. This is fun, right? Just listening to me do math. So see, that's like sleeping and working takes up like 110 hours out of, what did I say before, 148? No, that's not right. God damn it. 44 plus 24. 168 so 110 out of 168 so you have another like 52 hours available for the rest of your life you have time joe like nothing else in your life takes 52 hours out of the week if you're not doing any housework i'm so sorry to take you through all that math and then just repeat myself guys (laughs) stay with me man all right sally asks joe about these privileges and why they are being taken away Joe says, well, Sally, she brought these all on herself. (laughs) Shannon's like, wait, how did I bring them on myself? (laughs) Joe's like, cigarette ashes. They're in the car so she don't drive. I have to use my car for business a lot. If they come in, I don't want them to see cigarette ashes all over the place. And Shannon's like, do you not get dirt on the mats yourself? And Joe's like, and you clean it. Shannon looks pissed like she looks big pissed Sally I mean obviously it sounds weird to say that but I she's just there's different places you can be in the process of exiting an abusive relationship and Shannon's in the mad part <laughs> she's in the like I fucking had it part Sally asks Joe to explain their love life Joe tells her that their love life is fine I don't know what she's talking about Shannon's like what about the book Joe's like, the book is something. And Shannon's like, no, wait, what did you say to me when you gave me the book? Joe's like, I don't know, what did I say? And Shannon says, you said every man should give this book to their wives to make sure they've got them in control in the bed. And Joe's like, yep, that's right. Put it right there on the bed stand. Honey, let's look at page number five today. (laughs) That was fucked up and stupid. It's just so stupid. Don't do that but also do people still have bed stands I wanted to know it's a question is it just that I'm ratchet and I don't have bed stands I won of two I guess but like I don't know I was just just curious <laughs> just curious what the bed stands is. is this another thing that millennials are going to be accused of killing now bed stands <laughs> perfect so I just wanted to do a quick body language check-in on Shannon here they're sitting next to each other 
Her legs are crossed away from Joe, like facing away from Joe. Her face is turned away from Joe. I can see her jaw doing so much work. Like she is holding so much tension in her jaw and her shoulders are pretty much up to her ears. She looks tense and she looks mad. She looks like she doesn't want to be with Joe. Someone in the audience says, she starts with Joseph. I don't know. I was like, okay, we've only heard of Joe. So Joseph was a bit of a swing, but Joseph, I don't know what world you're living in. This is the 90s. It should be 50-50 in a marriage. And even in in hindsight, what they thought was 50-50 in the 90s, I feel like we've still come a long way from that. And Joe's like, well, I don't agree with that. I believe that man came before woman and man will always be above women. <laughs> so pure misogyny, right? Through his black little heart. Shannon says, so wait a second, if you're going to bring up about the Bible, then why don't you read everything in the Bible and not just the one fucking passage that suits you? It's like, put it on a tote, guys. Like, I want that on a t-shirt. Like, just, uh, we're going we're gonna to bring it to a bunch of rallies that I can think of right now. Sally says that she sees a very unhappy wife who feels like she's a slave. Joe and she asks Joe how he feels about it and Joe says well I feel she can either be a slave she knew how it was coming into the marriage or she knew how it was coming into the marriage I've been like this all my life she doesn't feel that what she's getting at home can satisfy her then she can come and visit me and the kids on the weekends audience booze wildly uh good luck with that Joe like you do literally nothing for your children by your own admission so even if this works out how Joe just said it would like legally right like if some judge was like yeah okay Joe can have them and she can visit on the weekends Joe you're gonna have to look after your kids I guess he I guess he just plans to get another stupid woman no I'm sorry Shane is not stupid not I don't mean like that. I just mean like get another woman who's in a bad place self-esteem wise and who might not have the mental resources to defend herself against fucking predators like Joe. Um, I guess he's just going to get one of those women and she can mom. But like, I don't buy that. I don't think that's going to work for you, Joe. I'm sure... (laughs) sure it'll be you know you know I'm sure it'll be no problem at all for you to become their primary caregiver or overnight when you by your own mission do nothing Shannon's like wait do not bring my kids in here if you want to throw things like that up then you wait until you've got the papers in front and then we'll see don't threaten me with things like that until you can do it and Joe this <laughs> so fucked up Joe's like Sally, she has nothing outside of our home. And there's a big audience reaction to that. I had a big reaction to that. Joe's like, that's right. I don't let her. Like, he he says the... uh, He gives us the... He just reads us the page out of the abuser handbook right now. I don't let her, like, have things outside of our home. And the reason is because men need to get their women in check. The minute a woman gets outside the door and she gets a little taste of freedom... Then she's going to start forming her own opinions. And then a man's got a whole lot of heck to pay afterwards. Wow, 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 wow. I don't even know where to start unpacking that. Like, that's... That's that's true, Joe, I guess. Like, I... In, 
like it's not. She already, she, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, she deserves the freedom. It's not for you to take her freedom away. Like the what you're if you really think about what you're saying right now, Joe, I think you will see why this is right up next to slavery or why we have the word slave in the title. It's not for you to take her freedoms away. But if you have taken someone's freedoms away and then they get a taste of it back, yeah, I think you can expect them to start forming their own opinions. And I think you can expect those opinions might not be favorable towards you. Let's put that on a tote. <laughs> It's a lot of things I think we all need reminding of sometimes. Now we go to commercial, but before we go, I maybe I noticed this before, but Sally, I don't know if Sally and Jerry had the same producers or the same production company or something, but they have literally the same like up next screen. Exactly. Except for Jerry's is green and it says Jerry Springer in like cursive handwriting and Sally's is mauve and it says Sally in curse in the same cursive handwriting I couldn't believe I was like whoa are you allowed to do that was that just the height of cool back then picture in picture but the back picture is not a picture it's just a matte background that says your name lost 90s trends maybe we got some like backstage slash pre-show footage of Shannon and somebody we won't meet for a little bit because we're about to meet Kathy but it wasn't Kathy it was We'll meet her later. Uh, another one of the wives whose husbands is a dick in America. <laughs> she says um, they're having, I don't know, they're just having a conversation where it's kind of like, they're really on the same page and they're like, yeah, and that's bullshit. And they're like, yeah, that is bullshit. I don't like doing this. And they're like, I don't like doing this either. Like They just have like a really good conversation. It seems really productive and supportive and great I'm glad that they had that it's good to have someone to relate to in that situation and at the end of it they hug and that's nice now that I'm glad that they showed us that because I think it gives us a lot of context for what we're seeing here in the sense that like Shannon and this other lady have been talking to each other all morning like kind of pumping themselves up right like the support that they've given each other even just I guess leading up to this show backstage you can see on their face that they're like they feel more powerful and more capable to stand up to these crumb bum men in their lives Sally when we get back for commercial or I guess we are back from commercial we watch that and now Sally kind of resets us up Sally says it has always been my opinion that we live in the land of the free. What would you do if your own husband treated you like his own personal slave? You were not free. He made you wait on him hand and foot. Well, the women today say they're kind of tired of cutting their husband's toenails or massaging their feet or whatever else their husbands demand of them. True. Uh, yeah, I like that. I don't even have any comment for it. Uh, I wouldn't do a pedicure on a man for probably any amount of anything. <laughs> I guess a million dollars maybe, but probably not on the rag. Now we meet Kathy, who says her life is a living hell. Here's a list of Kathy's responsibilities. She has to dress him head to toe, including underwear. And by dress him, I want to point out, Kathy's husband's probably the worst. Like, Joe was, Joe's, uh, Joe's shitty, but... 
Kathy's husband is shittier somehow. By dress him head to toe, I don't mean like, oh, I put out your clothes for the day. Here's what you have to wear, including your underwear. I mean, she has to physically dress him like he's a fucking toddler. I haven't even dressed my kid since he was, I don't I don't know, three? And even then it was probably because it was, we had to go somewhere he didn't want to go. Or like, I don't even know. I don't even remember the last time I physically dressed my son for him. That is crazy. Let alone my husband. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. She has to bathe him and wash everything, including his private parts. She has to put deodorant on him, massage his feet, cut his meat for him. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I'll cut his fucking meat right now. I'll cut it right off. <laughs> uh sally's like kathy says he calls her into the bathroom and makes him hold his no i can't read this and i was like okay sally i'll say it uh he makes her hold his dick while he pees and this is really like (laughs) based on the list provided i'd say that shannon's husband has got some real serious control issues kathy's husband i think has one of those like I don't want to call it the wrong thing because there's two, mm, these words are not words you want to fuck up next to each other. Like he, mm, Kathy's husband pretty clearly to me, I think has a kink of like wanting to be treated like an infant because there's a lot of abusive men out there that make their wives do crazy shit, but putting deodorant on them that's like bathing him or holding his dick when he pees like you don't even these are like basic 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 personal care tasks like the most basic that we expect four-year-olds to do for themselves pretty much maybe not cut their meat but mm, I mm, that's that's a kink thing I think this is a kink thing so let's meet Skip his name is Skip, which makes it even, maybe that's why he wants to be a man-child forever. I don't know. Kind of a dumb name. Skip is the cheapest possible version of a Will Sasso with a backwards hat and a head so round and fat it looks like a volleyball and I want to hit it like a volleyball off his head or off his neck. We haven't even really talked to Kat, like the, we haven't talked to Kathy at all yet really. And I am sorry for all of this because she is obviously in a bad place. She, she doesn't look great. Her hair is terrible. I don't like her shirt. It's like a white button-up blouse with this weird black line that kind of like bisects like where each nipple would be. I didn't, I didn't like it. But I'm not holding that against Kathy and I hope she's okay. Uh, Shannon is pissed. Shannon's pissedness <laughs> is pissedness. Shannon's anger is just spewing out all over the place. I feel like she's just, she's had it under pressure for too long. And now, now that cap has come loose on top and it's just, ugh, it's really starting to leak out. She's already fucking, she's already telling fake Will Sasso to fuck off. Skip. She's like, I don't want to sit between you two. <laughs> this is where she's like, she has to sit next to Joe on her right and then skip is on her left she's like oh i hate this i would too shannon i think i'd just sit on the floor i don't know how people can do that sally starts at the obvious place to start she says skip i really find it hard to believe about all the bathroom stuff 
And Skip says that's what a woman's for. A woman's there to clean you, wash you, brush your teeth, anything a man tells him to do. No, Skip, that's what your mom's for. <laughs> Gross. Shannon's like, where does it say that? Where does it say that? <laughs> I feel like it's like feminism waking up. I mean, like, why? Wait, why? Like, Skip says in a man's book and Shannon's like, there's no man's book. Look in a woman's book. What does that say? And Skip's like, ain't nothing in a woman's book. The entire audience is screaming at Skip. Skip, who says, a man is the boss of the house. Whatever a man says, that's what goes. Skip's Aunt Gail is in the audience. What does she have to say? She says, Skipper, you're a pig. <laughs> then we get a Chiron under Gail that says, embarrassed nephew Skip treats wife Kathy like a slave. She goes on to say, you're a scumbag. Gail looks like April. Like, I'm just gonna say that. Like, you know what that is. Uh, teen mom, Caitlin's mom, April. She looks, Gail looks like April, but not on meth. Like a non-meth, or was April on meth or crack? Or coke? There was definitely coke, right? I don't know. She looks good. She looks better than April, but similar. Now, as some kind of defense here, Skip tells us that Gail's house looks like a garbage truck. I wonder if he meant dump. Looks like a garbage truck. Gail tells him, this is such a stupid mistake. Gail tells him he's a scumbag like three or four more times. And she's like, you have her wiping your ass. And Skip's like, so what? That's what she's there for. Gail's like, she's got to hold your dick while you go to the bathroom because you're too fucking lazy. I might have added a couple words for color in there. <laughs> Skip says, she's there to do what I say, not what anyone else says. Gail's like, that's ridiculous. She's a woman. She's a human being. <laughs> Joe's like, exactly. She's a woman. Gail's like, what's the, what, what the hell is wrong with you? You weren't brought up this way. Your family's not like that. Now Gail gives up and sits down while the rest of the audience continues to scream at Skip. Skip is like, that's what's shitty about Skip. Or I, I mean, there's a lot shitty about Skip, but he's like laughing and smiling this whole time. And Joe tries to make some dumb fuck point, but Sally doesn't give a fuck and I don't either. Sally goes back to Skip and says, I never thought, like I've been a broadcaster for 36 years. I have never read anything as gross as what you make your wife do i can't even mention it on the air an audience member says skip you're still a baby an infant an infantile person both of you i think you've chosen women who are weak in spirit kind of that's shitty kind of like <laughs> not shit on them but and i hope when you leave this show you make your mind up to leave because what makes them strong is your weakness they're strong they're weak sorry they're weak i'm i don't know if i fully followed the strong weak flow on that but okay joe yeah i get yeah it's true uh joe says well she wants to get up and leave oh, this is a fucked up thing too if she wants to get up and leave there's a million like her that want that have to be taken care of there they that are so insecure that they need a man like me shannon's like it's not that I have to stay it's that I'm staying because now because it's convenient while I get my shit together to leave it's just it's fucked up that Joe said that right like it's like Joe you know exactly what you're doing and that makes it worse 
Sally accuses Skip of thinking this is all a joke. She's really pissed that he's like laughing and has this affect. He says he doesn't think it's a joke. And then he says, because if we didn't take care of these women, they'd be on the street prostituting. Come on, they're alcoholics. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, who thinks that? I don't... Have we come so far that to look back here where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when did anybody think... Just any woman that can't find a man becomes a prostitute and an alcoholic. Shannon, who's feeling her power a little bit more, says there are other men out there that would like to have someone. And Skip's like, so why are you still with Joe? And she's like, I just fucking told you. I'm trying to get out. Like, the audience is like, Shannon and Kathy, I beg you, get out now. The consequences of staying are so much worse than leaving. And Skip says, listen, she couldn't leave me no matter how it looks. She's got it too good. Uh, Skip, she wipes your ass. She doesn't have it too good. I promise you any person in any situation wiping a grown adult's ass doesn't have it too good. Right? Like, no. Sally's like, first of all, it's my show. Wipe the damn smile off your face. And he's like, nah. and she's like, no, I'm fucking serious, dipshit. <laughs> I added some words for color, but she, reading between the lines, that's what she says. He just can't stop laughing. And Sally clarifies why this upsets her, I guess. She's like, my fear is that the people watching this think that we made it up because it's so awful. And he's like, no, it's funny the way they talking out here, like about the audience. And Sally's like, okay, well, what are they saying that's funny? And Skip's like, because it's not true what they're saying. If they're happy, why should they? Like they, the audience, change their, the wives, mind. We have a lot of pronoun problems on, <laughs> on these talk shows. Just adds to the layer of confusion. Shannon's like, that's what I'm here to tell you. I'm not happy. <laughs> and Sally's like, Kathy, are you happy? And I think this is the first time that we hear Kathy speak so far. And she's like, not at all. <laughs> Skip's like, well, then why are you still with me? And Kathy's like, where the fuck else am I going to go with three kids from hell that have a father like Satan? And I was, okay, well, here's the thing. At first I was like, whoa, Kathy, whoa, Kathy let's calm down. But just calm down, calm down a bit. This is probably true. It's fucked up to say that on TV, but also I I guess I hope that like if the kids grow up and she did get them away from Skip and they didn't turn into new Skip, I I hope they would walk or watch this back and be able to be like to understand or have understanding from the situation, but if not, like if they just continued on whatever dumb fuck path Skip is trying to put them on, I, I don't know. I mean, then I don't know that it's just layers on layers and they're grownups and they're bad people. And I would judge them for that because they grew up since then. So it's, it's like, I don't know, round and around we go, guys. <laughs> I'm feeling great today. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. Skip says, go back to your mother. Go to your aunt's house. She says stuff about it. Like <laughs> fucking, what's her name? Gail and Yannis go live with her. Shannon is also not happy. She goes over it again that it's just convenient right now while she's trying to get her shit together. And then she, she kind of ends with like, she's like, so maybe I should start slopping you up using you like a rag. Shows <laughs> like it'll never happen. This has real Earl, Dixie Chicks Earl energy. She's really, she's really stepping into it here. An audience member who's like, she's a bit of a frump dump, but she's Still, you can see as like a great strong woman type. 
She's like, my son is 23. He's a married man and you are degrading both of you. Happily married and they both do for each other, okay? My son has morals. Bit of a bit of a grab bag there of thoughts, but <laughs> I think we can all follow. Skip's telling her that her son's whipped. She's like, he's whipped. He's whipped. She's responds and says, no, he loves her and she loves him. And how dare you degrade your wives? And let me tell you something right now. Ladies, you better get the ball rolling. Cut off those puppet strings and walk out the door. And the audience starts applauding, but she is not done yet. So she shushes everyone. She's like, shush, I'm not done talking yet. <laughs> like, because if you feel that you are threatened by these men, ha, they are mice, filthy mice. <laughs> well, mice doesn't slap as an insult. It should. They're just so cute. That's the problem. Mice are too cute. Say rat or like cockroach or something. That would be better. Joe says, well, she used a perfect example. If she was to cut the puppet strings, what would happen? The puppet would fall right down to the ground. And Shannon's like, wait a second, I work. I, I, I kind of struggled with this because I, I'm an analogy. Like, I love an analogy. But don't fucking call me when the analogy breaks down. It's an analogy. It's not a one-to-one necessarily every single time. At a certain point, like, they're not literal puppets, Joe. You don't think that we think that, right? Yeah, I do do see your counterpoint. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's invalid just in terms of criticizing the analogy itself. But I don't accept it because you're a piece of shit. It's not good. Uh, Sally sets up our third and thankfully final couple when we get back from commercial. Sally asks Kathy what she's thinking. Kind of like just after the commercial, she's like, Kathy, what are you thinking right now? It's so sad. Kathy's like, I'm thinking about what a piece of shit I am. And Sally's like, are you? Oh, no. Like, she's like, oh, God, no. Why do you feel that way, hon? Is it because of all the things we're saying? And I was like, oh, Sally, you're just, oh, I wish you were 10% better sometimes. Kathy's like, yeah, I just feel like I'm a rug being walked all over. And Sally's like, but you must have had reason for putting up with it all this time. I mean, I don't know that you need to be blamed for you really feel stupid, huh? And Kathy's like, yes, I do. And Sally just again, just... I don't know if it's genuine or if it's a liability issue or just because she worries that we're all going to think she's this is a bitchy thing to do to women, which it kind of is. But uh, I don't know. Kathy's like, she's, Sally's like, is it us that's making you feel that way? And Kathy's like, no, not at all. I think Sally's just worried that she's making the situation actively worse. Kathy says that she's been feeling this way for many years. No, it's not you, Sally. Like, I already felt like a piece of shit. (laughs) That's better. Sally's like, well, why don't you do something? Kathy kind of explains. Again, I do have a lot of empathy for this, where she's more than you'd think, I guess, where she's like, I had nowhere to go with the three kids. My own mother won't take me because he made my kids real devils. And Sally, like, is like, are they? (laughs) Kathy's like, nods yes. And then Shannon's like, Skip, you're terrible. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Shannon. Thank you very much. We all needed that. It wasn't really relevant. <laughs> I guess it was relevant, but it wasn't super on point, but I still liked it. <laughs> I liked that we got to button that up with just a just a insult out of nowhere. 
Um, also, I just want to say, I just, I get it. Like, I get what Kathy's saying. Like, she has three kids, and if they're modeling what Skip is showing them, you, you just, you have to, I don't know. I, I This is, even, even what Shannon was saying when Joe was like, well, you want to leave, you can come see us on the weekends. What I foresee is some legal issues for Kathy and Shannon. And I I have a hard time like suggesting this, but again, it doesn't seem that Joe or Skip are acting abusively towards their children. It's still abuse to model abusive relationship towards your significant other. I think like in in my own opinion, that's a different like abuse, but I don't think it's unreasonable. I don't I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just don't think it would be unreasonable to go to Kathy and Sh- and Shannon and say like, "Listen, your kids need you to be alive and stable. Bottom line. They're, it's not ideal, but I think they need to leave probably without their kids for a little bit and then build to where they can get their kids back and hopefully away from these terrible, terrible men. Like the problem is root problem is that you had kids with a terrible person and we can't undo that. So now we need to like manage the situation and try to mitigate the damage that that bad choice is going to make just not even in her own life, but for her kids' lives and what those lives are. I I just don't, I think you just have to, I think you just have to take them and I, I don't know if they are going to have the power to take them just legally, if they're going to be able to take them on their first leave, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I do have empathy. Like, I just feel like I knew people who had shitty, okay, I don't want to out people, so how can I frame this? I, when I was growing up, there was a situation I was aware of, like, constantly, like, I was constantly updated on it where the husband was this he could have easily been on this show absolutely like this is 100% how he felt I don't think his wife wiped his ass so maybe it's not that skip thing but Joe like his it was Joe basically and those kids were kind of shitty like like as children like they weren't necessarily the best behaved maybe they had some problems I'm not even all of them because they weren't all boys it sounds like Sounds like the problem is Kathy has boys and boys will all model like their dads, especially when they're young. So taking the girl, see now I'm getting specific and I didn't want to be specific, but like the, the boys in that situation did act like dickheads because they were children and they were modeling their father who was a dickhead. And then, you know, now like in height, like she left and she, I guess kind of, I, again, I just don't think these guys are interested in child rearing. I think they might put up a big front. Like I, it's just it's their weapon that they're using. Like they're using the kids as leverage. I don't think they actually fucking care about being a parent. So once, once the leverage has become useless to them, I don't think they really are as invested in keeping their kids on their side or, you know, they, they're just narcissists. They don't have use for these people anymore. These people, their kids, they don't have use for their kids anymore. So they don't actually care about parenting. Right. So then you get them away from that situation and suddenly like you, you can change it. Like, They'll grow up and they'll see that their dad's a dick because he'll also treat them like a dick and it'll work itself out. But like, yeah, I just, I saw this and I was like, I've seen this before and it'll get better, but you might have to, you might have to leave them there for a little bit, which is just very, that is very unfortunate. I don't like that advice. 
I just don't see another way, I guess. Now a lot of people say different things about Kathy while Kathy starts crying again. Kathy comes back to the stage to sit next to her and Sally's like, I'm sorry. I'm really, she does sound, I don't know if she's acting, but she does sound, I mean, I think she can act, but I, she does sound genuine. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I honestly, did I make you, I didn't want to make you cry. Skip, does this make you feel good? And Skip's like, oh, she's acting. I don't think she's acting. Now we meet Patty and her husband Ambrose is backstage and I think the audience also sees him backstage. And also when they came out, I was like, oh, you're literally like around the corner. Like, I feel like the audience could actually also see him the whole time he was standing, quote unquote, backstage. It was more of like a side stage or like an in the wings kind of situation. And at the same time that his, I don't know, maybe I guess they couldn't. Because at the same time that we got the little picture in picture of Ambrose, who is again backstage waiting to confront Patty, like he hasn't been doing that their whole relationship. Uh, like when his picture comes up on our screen, the whole audience is like, oh God. <laughs> Everyone starts laughing. It's very funny. Uh, Patty looks fine, I guess. They, you know, Ambrose looks like a Mexican Beatles reject and I'm guessing he's also super short because his shirt looks two sizes too big makes me believe that he couldn't find one in his size <laughs> without going to the children's section here's Patty's list of shit she has to do help him with his boots off massage his feet make him a drink lay out his clothes the night before so I guess we're like one step ahead of Skip and his wife uh, when he's done eating or drinking, he shakes his plate or cup in my face to get him more. I don't like that. Not allowed to get into any TV show. He'll turn it off when it gets to the climax part. And Sally's like, okay, that's too fucking far. <laughs> Sally's into TV and she's like, no, that's my line. And he also, she also says that he treats her like a slave sexually. Let's meet Ambrose. Ambrose daps up Skip and Joe. Patty asserts herself to speak first, which is great, I think, for Patty. Again, Patty is the one she was kind of, her and Shannon have kind of been pumping each other up for this backstage. Which Patty says, she says, I've been saving this up for half an hour already. When I called the show, it was for two reasons. I don't know that we hear two reasons, but we'll, it's just hard to be, keep people on track on these things. But she says, one. I've been telling him this for seven years. He doesn't listen, so he keeps saying it, but then I'm a nag. So if I could get him, I thought if I could get him in a room full of people, maybe he'd be quiet and just listen. But I've had the opportunity to get really smart, and I want to say to Joe, Joe, <laughs> that first guy, I spent all morning with Shannon. She is a lovely woman. You broke her spirit at an early age, and I resent that whoa <laughs> I love any sentence that ends with and I resent that is a gold-plated statement <laughs> in my books it's that punches Sally's like Ambrose let me ask your wife something for a second and I was like okay Sally she was talking so you can just ask and it kind of plays into their hands of these abusive men when you ask their permission to talk to their wives and she's like Sally's I guess wants more information on something they must have pre-discussed she says what is this lens me out I think this is a new low there's a lot to say on a stage where somebody is asking his wife to wipe his ass for him and hold his dick so he can pee 
Patty explains that Ambrose is a people person. Like he's really social. He wants to be liked by everyone. So when people say, oh, I need this done or I need that done, he's like, oh, Patty will do it. <laughs> okay. Sally's like, but like, he lends you out to cook and to babysit? Like a maid? <laughs> Patty's like, correct. And Ambrose is like, I mean, it's family. Family and friends. <laughs> Patty's like, so am I then? What am I? <laughs> He's like, the wife. You're supposed to, you supposed to do those things for me. And Patty's like, but what are you supposed to do for me? <laughs> Great question. No answer. An audience member says, Ambrose, the only person I'd cook for would be you. And it would definitely be poison. <laughs> That's our first death threat. <laughs> this episode, it comes from the audience, which is fine. They say, I've heard stand by your man, but this is ridiculous. This is the most repulsive thing I've ever heard of. These women are people. They're people. They deserve more than you boys are giving them. What are you teaching your children? And Skip's like, because he's an idiot. He's like, we're not boys, we're men. The audience person's like, I don't think so. A man would not treat women this way. And we got a, a good, another, another on point closed captioning description. Audience exclaims wildly. Correct. That is what they did. <laughs> Sally asks Patty if Ambrose loves her. And Patty, this is sad. She says, I think in his own way he does. That's sad. Sally says, well, do you feel loved? And Patty's like, I feel like a table lamp is what I feel like. When you get up in the morning and you turn on the light switch, you don't say, wow, I'm glad you're there. Or Any other nice things? She says, I didn't come up here to massacre him. And Sally's like, why'd you come here? <laughs> Sally's, or Patty's like, I came here because he says he's been like this since the beginning, but he hasn't. In the beginning, he would still take my hand when we got in the car. He would take me places. He'd say, this is my wife. He'd do things that made me feel appreciated. But now it's just expected that I do all this and I don't hear please or thank you or anything. I bust my butt all day. Ah. Sally's like, why, Ambrose, why can't you make her feel wanted? And then a weird thing happens. Ambrose responds and says, because it gets too old. And then Skip tries to jump in, and then Patty jumps down Skip's throat and says, nobody asked you, okay? Uh, which is fine, but Sally mishears it. Maybe because Sally's old. Sally mishears it and takes and gets really offended at what she thinks they said and really goes off the handle in a way that we, we don't normally see Sally freak out like that. I think what Sally thinks he said was because she's too old. I think I think Sally heard it as like an insult about women getting older and snaps but actually what he said was it gets old like he I think he got tired of doing all those things or saying you know making her feel appreciated and but Sally flies off the handle she's like she's too old (laughs) Skip's like no they get too old which (laughs) Skip shut up first of all nobody asked you second of all what no and then Sally was like she like storms her own stage now like storms up there like it's v-day like 
if we thought she took the no TV thing personal, she got super personal about this. Sometimes I think Sally is a feminist and she's fighting against like ageism specifically as ageism is applied to women, which is legitimate, but she, you can tell she takes it really personal. And I think it's because she is in that sort of mid to older age range. Skip us. But then Skip just plays into her hand by agreeing with what she thinks they said. He's like, they get too old. You with them too long. You want to get rid of her? Put someone new in there. It's like, it's not a fucking fantasy football team, loser. Like, it's your wife. Sally is staring at Skip like she's thinking about the best way to murder him without being caught. I'm going to count that as our second death threat of the episode. It just seemed, I, he, she didn't say it, but I felt the death threat in her look. Kathy says, see, he thinks he's God gift to women. And some woman in the audience laughs hysterically in a way that makes everybody else laugh. Uh, when we calm down from that, Kathy says, before the show, he told me, I bet you every woman in the audience would want me. And Skip denies saying that. Uh, <laughs> he probably did say it. Joe jumps in to say, same thing. I've not always been as strict as I am. She's done things which caused me to take these privileges from her. For example, when she writes checks, Sally doesn't give a fuck. She's like, where's Jill? Jill, come here. (laughs) Okay, I think Jill's a producer. And apparently Skip made a pass at her. And he kind of admits it himself and says that she's gorgeous. Sally's not into this situation at all. Sally asks Jill, this, I thought, this was my big takeaway from this episode. Truly, this is what we, this, and again, I'm sure I've talked about this before, and you know, there's a whole, the pendulum swings both ways, and then we get into this toxic masculinity, and I don't think that all masculinity is toxic by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think that aggression is the same as violence. I think, (laughs) I think, I think, I don't want to say men, I guess boys, young men into men. I think they do suffer by how far in the opposite direction the pendulum has swung. But I think we all need to take a step back and remember where the pendulum was before it swang and like before it swang, swang, swung, before it swung uh, so hard because that will help us understand why it swung so hard from where it was. Sally asks Jill how many women have called for this show specifically. How many women have called our show to say that their husbands treat them like slaves? And Jill's like, well, uh, we got more pages of calls for this show than I think we've ever gotten. Probably like, I think she said five. She either said 50 to 60 pages or five to 60 pages or five to six pages. Uh, And 50 to 60 pages. She's like, because Sally, Sally's like pushed. She's like, but how many women per page? Like, what is that? And she's like, ah, oh, she does like some quick math in her head. She's like, probably like over a thousand women. <laughs> Sally's like, over a thousand women in America feel this way. I want you all to think about that. Over a thousand women. And I think I, even she's like, okay, so if, if not every woman that feels this way wrote into the Sally Jesse Raphael show, right? What if, what if for every one woman that wrote in, a hundred women feel that way? Which is really not that unreasonable to assume. That's that's a hundred thousand women in America in 1995 that are being treated this way by their husbands who promise to love them and cherish them and all that shit. 
And next time somebody tells you that, you know, a toxic or anti-masculinity has gone too far, which again, I do feel like it has, let's just, let's just center ourselves and remember where we were 30 years ago. That's all I'll say about that, which is, it's like, I have so much to say that I can't. Sally walks away and she's like, cause she remembers she stormed the stage, but she was like, oh, she was like, I was this close. And Ambrose says that Patty has every privilege to do whatever she wants in the house as long as he's taken care of first. Oh, and the, and the kids first. So not every privilege to do what she wants. <laughs> Sounds conditional. Sally says, it makes me so sad to hear you say that. This is really awful. <laughs> yes, Sally. An audience, we got some questions for the audience, I think. The audience says, first of all, if you would treat these women like women and your partners, you wouldn't need any book to tell them how to make love to you because it would come naturally. All the waiting on you, all that shit that you want them to do for you, it would come natural if you treated them like a partner. Great point. And then she gets loud and she's like, and you slime bag in the middle there, which is skip. I haven't wiped my son's butt since he was three years old and I'll be damned if I'd wipe yours. Skip's like, that's your problem. It's like, no, Skip, that's your problem. When your wife leaves you and you have to find somebody else to wipe your ass, this is going to be your problem. And that audience person is like, if I had the room, I'd take all the women and their children home with me. And that is nice and also true. I wish she had room. I wish somebody, I just wish someone could give these women more immediate help rather than making, I mean, I'm glad that they made them feel powerful and, you know, help them step into their power, but... I wish we could have done more. Now this audience member, this was a real standout. This was the real standout. At first I wrote Miss Cleo type, but I think that was the styling mainly. Like she had an afro and it was held up by a donut with a print, which I've not seen before, but I don't know a lot of people that have afros. So that could easily be just something that I don't know about. She's got the glasses with like the kind of shoestring situation, <laughs> holding on, and like a poncho and a skirt. And the skirt couldn't match less anything. Like it's just, it's, it's like a multi, it wouldn't match anything that you put with it. Like you could only put a black shirt with that skirt on any day. It was like a multicolored patchwork skirt. But style aside, also, okay, not even style aside because it's like, she she's honestly she says some things and I'm like that's kind of racist and, and the thing is Ambrose sucks so I'm not really here to defend Ambrose it sucks kind of that we give him a leg to stand on when we attack him about the wrong things but like it was just such a weird I think this lady was old in the 90s and you know they don't you lose your filter I feel my filter's already half gone so I get it I don't know. I just, mm, here's what she says. I would like to talk to that young man by himself, which is Ambrose. Because as she kind of explains, she says the other two guys are young and stupid, but Ambrose is old enough to know better. So she's going to focus her attention on Ambrose. What she says is, but I've been to your country and I know how your people treat your women's. And then Ambrose is like, New Mexico's not a country, ma'am. It's a state. (laughs) It's like, Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> and uh, 
it just, I don't know. It's just so I feel like I still come up on this. Like, you understand people can come from one place but still actively live in another place. <laughs> it's not. Okay. But then the audience is like, I know, but big deal, sweetie. It don't mean nothing. And I was like, I think his country of residence does mean something. She goes on. <laughs> they don't even treat dogs that... This is talking about Mexico, I think. They don't even treat the dogs that they don't want how you treat your wife. I've been over there. They were trying to give me the dog. <laughs> oh my god, she's lost the plot. Ambrose is like, hey, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> I actually thought Ambrose was pretty, like, tactful <laughs> for the situation. I, I assume he comes up against this a lot, I guess, but... The same lady goes on and then, and she's like, and then when you, wait a minute, baby, let me get up there. Sally, excuse me. And this lady like stands up and Sally walks her to the stage and passes her the mic. And then she says, oh, just digs her own grave even more. She's like, no, wait, I get mixed up. The young man from Mexico. <laughs> we just said he's not from Mexico. Okay. Ambrose. Sally says Ambrose. Yes, Ambrose. When you was in your country, did your father treat your mother the way you treat your wife? And Ambrose is like, yes, ma'am. Not sarcastic. He's not being sarcastic. He's being firm. Yes, ma'am. And she's like, no, sir. Don't tell me yes, because I've been to your country, and I know that they do not do that. This isn't the way we do this. I, like, I appreciate the energy for what it is, but this isn't really helpful. Ambrose says, my mother waited on my father. And then this lady says, she waited on him, but she didn't, did she did, that she used for you. And because here, <laughs> I lost track of that completely. I don't know. It just broke down to a lot of words that didn't make sense. But she moves on to Skip and Joe and she goes back about their age and when they get older. She's like, and when you get older and need a glass of water and she bring you a glass of pee-pee, then you gonna be, and then we cut to commercial. <laughs> they don't even let her finish her thought. They're just like, no pee-pee talk. <laughs> not, not on daytime TV. No, and then they just do like a hard cut. <laughs> and there's a commercial. We have another next. Enough's enough. Now Sally starts throwing us these quick facts. Quick fact screen. In a recent study, 95% of women said they suffered some type of emotional and psychological harassment from the men they love, which is cited as a sheer height study. That seemed high. That seemed high to me. I it wasn't in the 90s. That seems high. Ambrose's sister is in the audience, and Sally asks for her opinion, and the sister says it really breaks my heart to see him treat his wife this way Sally's like he really does treat her this way and the sister's like he does and she loves him she really does and I wish that one day you would wake up and smell the coffee and say I love her too Sally's like can you say that Ambrose and Ambrose like yeah yeah sure I can say that I love my wife can I say something Sally my wife here takes care of me waits on me hand and foot you know what the problem with these women out here in the audience is? Is they don't have respect for their men. They don't love their men, and they can't take care of a man the way my wife takes care of me. Audience is not impressed with that accusation. Ambrose, again, you weren't... <laughs> just say you love your wife. Like, you can't. Obviously, you're just changing the topic, because you're also a shitty person. 
Sally intervenes in this tirade by reminding them that this is the most disgusting thing she's seen in 26 years of broadcasting, and she thinks they all think it's a joke, by which is the men. And then she's like, do me a favor, especially you, Smiley. Out of here. Me to you. Out of here. I mean it. Go. And, like, Skip is really staring her down. Like, he's like, and she's like, get out. And then she kicks all the men off stage, each by each. She gets Skip to go, and then she's like, yep, and you, Ambrose, get Yep, go. Okay, Joe. Yeah, Joe, you go. So <laughs> once they're gone, she says that she did this for a purpose. Well, I really hope so. <laughs> no reason. We got our recurring character, Dr. Jinjo Gran Canolo, back. Their relationship expert, which is fun. Sally says, Ginger, what the heck is going on? And then she gets everybody to sit closer because they were all spaced out by like the man voids that got left by the Sorry, I said man voids. I meant infant man, baby man voids. So she's like, it's just us girls. Sally says, I can't believe most men are like this. I like men too much to think this is how they all are. And Ginger's like, yes, well, your statistics obviously prove that this is not the exception. That this is not the exception to the rule. True. Sally says a thousand people called, so yeah, so that's what she says. So one in a hundred people who felt this way actually called. That's like a hundred thousand women. And Ginger says a lot of like strong, supportive type words. It was all good stuff. It just wasn't wasn't super entertaining. Ginger says this was interesting. Ginger says the men will not change and explains when we go out to seek love, we don't initially get what we want without growth and maturity. We get what we know and what we grew up with. We got little bits and pieces here that these men believe that women are their property. It's so ingrained in them, you will never get it out. So let's not waste any more energy on them. And then they spend some time talking up the women's strength. Everyone's really impressed with like just the sh- the progress that going on this show seems to have made like for Shannon. Because uh, apparently she was real quiet, like Dormouse type, until they until her and Kathy pumped each other up and she got on stage and just became this firecracker. Ginger is fine, but she keeps shaking her fist up and down in a way that's meant to be like adamant, but she's doing it like right, almost right in front of her face. And it is like straight vertical up and down. And it kind of makes it look like she's like jerking someone off really aggressively. They need to go back home. Uh, this, okay, sorry, this is Ginger. They need to go back home and into their local counties and call up local support groups for women. Thank God they are national. Just like, they just kind of did you a big favor by giving you a lot of content. Maybe you could call on their behalf. Maybe? That'd be cool. Sally's like, let's go back though. These are slaves and we have to figure out how to free the slaves. Let's figure out how when we return. (laughs) pretty ambitious for someone who has about five minutes left in their show but okay Uh, another fact 56 percent of females cite emotional abuse in marriages and this comes from a book called the great divide by daniel evan vice which is going to be referenced for every other fact i think an audience member because you like it's kind of awkward she like walks up to a mic so sally isn't really close to her and she's like they're like yes like question and she's like Oop. <laughs> she's like caught off guard because Sally wasn't close to her so she wasn't expecting anything but she has a blazer and she has her hands on her hips so we know she means business and she's like ladies I was just wondering have any of you gone for counseling or tried to and Shannon's like well I'm not allowed to go because it costs too much and I have lost my car privileges 
So <laughs> the audience is like, oh, wonderful. One thought I have is this. I know it's hard to take the first step and a lot of adults have grown up in abusive situations as children and that affects you into your adult life. So when you want to think of making a change, if you have children and it's, it's hard, perhaps if you think of this as something you're doing for your children, that will give you the strength to do it. I have a feeling this lady was a counselor in her real life. Sally liked that point. Oh, Ginger, watch out, girl. This girl's baby coming for your job. Uh, Ginger explains to all the women that this is not love. This is abuse, which is good. We see the men backstage, and it seems like they're watching what's happening on stage. And I don't know if they were hoping for a bigger reaction that they didn't, like the producers were hoping for a bigger reaction they didn't get. But they've used the most menacing possible lighting for these guys. <laughs> it's like red. It's very aggressive red and then they're shooting them from below so it looks like they're gonna tell us campfire stories or like they're in a juggalo music video or something just really weird ginger says these are not men they have a mask of a man because of their age and their body but these are boys what they are training you to be psychologically is mothers you can't sleep with your mother it's incest this is abuse Yes, Ginger, you nailed it. That is exactly what it is. Like they are children, obviously, with a too basic understanding of how relationships are supposed to work. They can't have like, you know, level playing field relationships because they're children and children can't have relationships like that. So they're like, oh, I'll just get a new mom and that'll be fine. Uh, And Sally, so Sally's like, so you can't have sex with your mother. So you have your mother wipe your bottom and it's you and your wife and then skip hears this i guess and gives a thumbs up up next a wife's revenge there's a fly in here guys i don't know if you can hear it but i'm sorry if you hear a buzz buzz next fact wives average two loads of laundry per week for every person in their household versus husbands who average one load of laundry every two months that's another the great divide fact void we're going to bring Joe back. Shannon says she wants him back out. She got something to say. Sally checks with the other two wives if they want their husbands back out on stage. And they're like, no, absolutely no. Good. Shannon's like, okay, I do have something that I, this is to uh, Joe when he's back. Okay. I do have something that I want to tell you and look at my face. Look at me. She stands up the whole day. She stands up and does like this. Look at me. You see this kind of like spin. Uh, she looks snatched, fit as hell again. She's like, look at me, look at my face, look at me, look at all this. You see my face? You see my mouth? Okay, when we get home, I guess I have to, fl- I guess I have to fly home with you. There's no doubt about that. Maybe we can get someone to sit in front. But when I get home, I'm going to take my kids, my kids, the kids I raised, not you, me. I'm taking my kids, I'm taking my stuff, and I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. And the audience is psyched. Joe's like, you got nothing. You got nothing. No, shut up, Joe. Shannon's having a moment here, okay? She's like, wait a second. Wait a second. Like I said, I do have something. Little do you know, I've been saving for this moment for five years. She's pointing a finger right in his fucking face like a boss bitch. He says, I am through. Five years. Honey, I've been saving money you don't know about. I've been saving some of my paychecks and I am done with you. Shannon turns in her chair and puts her hand up over her shoulder and gives him a talk to the hand. 
I feel like it would have been stronger without that. But again, it was the 90s. So Joe says, Sally, six months ago, she tried to leave. And I said, hey, get your bags, get out the door. Don't plan on coming back. What happens? Three o'clock in the morning. She's knocking on the door, knocking on the windows. Shannon's like, I did do that. But guess what, Joe? Guess what? I've done it before. I've left you before. When I don't come back, I want you to sit in your chair at home and I want you to think about everything. How you ain't got somebody to pedicure your toenails. How you ain't got somebody to mow your grass. Joe's like, one more thing. When you leave, Sally's like, no. I just love, nothing gives me greater pleasure than watching Sally just cut these guys off every time they say they have something to say. She's like, Shannon, do you have a place to go? Shannon says, yes, I do. Little does he know, Sally. And then Sally, like, fucks up. She's like, oh, where will you go? And Ginger's like, don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell him, Shannon. And then, wait, that's okay. That did, that could have been bad, Sally. But no, everyone, Shannon's not going to tell him. But she assures Sally that it's a safe place. And little does he know, she's been preparing this for five years now. But we've only been married for five years. And it's like, I... Shannon, I'm excited for you, but I feel like you were too excited and I we're getting a little off track here. Sally checks if Shannon's physically afraid of him and Shannon says, Sally, I am much bigger than him and I can give him a run for his money. Don't even start. Don't even start. But I think this is a good moment to just clarify that these this I'm glad that Sally's empowering women. It scares me a lot. Like this is, um, was it like narcissistic injury or something? Like this is actually the biggest uh, danger zone for Shannon to be him, be in in terms of physical abuse. Even if she hasn't been physically, like it's only been emotional, verbal, psychological abuse up to this point. If Joe feels like Shannon's really going to leave, that is when he will get violent, if he will get violent. So I hope that we're all safe i guess i'm glad sally did check that she had a safe place to go but send steve i want steve Wilkos to go back with her and just make sure everything's okay and you know what same with kathy um and oh gosh the other one patty jesus can never remember a patty um right the three of them i'm also concerned about kathy and patty being physically abused when they come back to their houses not to the screen. That'll be fine. Um, Sally asks Kathy how she feels about this. Kathy says, I think she's made a really big step. Sally says, she said Ginger, she doesn't have the guts to do it about Kathy. And Kathy's like, no, I don't think I would ever do it, but I'm happy for Shannon. <laughs> okay. um, Ginger's like, okay. And again, as I said, the rate of confidence is varied, but there's a seed that's planted here for each of them today. And this one, Shannon, is just sprouting a little bit sooner. But Kathy has the big idea. She's seeing that someone changed. What I suggest to all three of them is when they get home, they call the Women's Crisis Hotline and explain it to a counselor. And they'll talk to her every day. If she needs to get picked up every day, go to the library and just read empowering woman books, then we'll do that. No problem. Says all three of these men are afraid of the power of a woman and rightly so. Put it on a tote. Fact, 59% of women do more than 10 hours of housework a week. That seems low to me, but okay. Sally says, I love seeing somebody gain their independence and walk away from situations. I personally am going to stay in touch with all three of you. You know what Nancy Reagan said? 
although it wasn't really about this, is just say no. See you next time. I was like, Sally, what? <sighs> there were so many ways to end that, and instead you misattributed a Nancy Reagan quote about the war on drugs? How? How did Nancy Reagan's war on drugs enter into an episode about abusive men mistreating their wives? 1995, man, what a time to be alive, and what a time to be alive now in 2023, right? Thank you guys for listening. Sorry, I uh, feel like I'm not at my best this week, but sometimes that makes me a little less filtered, so maybe you'll have enjoyed it. Tell me, did you like this episode? What's your favorite episode? I want to know. You can tell me by reaching out to me on Facebook at Reality Roots Pod, which is a profile, or you could email me directly, realityrootspod at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. Don't hesitate. Uh, if you have a question or, uh, no, I already said that. Fuck. <laughs> if you could do me a really quick solid and you wouldn't mind the trouble of giving me a really quick one-time five-star rating and or review and or subscribe, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. It really means a lot to me. So thank you if you've already done that. And thank you in advance if you're going to do that. I hope everybody has a great week and I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye.